Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Welcome to this week's edition of 3Talk, where we talk all things stress-related. So today we're going to talk about how to combat stress and get your life back on track. Firstly, we're going to just tune into what is stress. So, Mind, who are a fantastic charitable organisation, state there is no medical definition for stress, and healthcare professionals often disagree over whether stress is the cause of our problems or whether it's the result. This can often make it really difficult for you to work out what causes your feelings of stress and how you're going to deal with them. I mean, let's be honest, some people you meet are continually stressed and you may be one of them. It might be a new thing that's crept up on you. It could be an existing emotion that plagues you daily, or you may just be one of those lucky people that are listening to this asking, well, what is stress? Either way, we all know of someone who has been impacted by stress. This is having a huge impact on society, on the NHS, on our mental health, and it is continuing to grow. So the question is, stress versus you, can we ever really beat it? What do you think, Fleur? Well, I think stress, it very much depends how you define it, because I know that I like a deadline, I like things to do, because it makes me feel that sense of urgency, that things need to to get done, and that can kind of get that adrenaline um going and then i get things done so that is kind of a manageable stress but then there's stress over time where you're feeling overwhelmed you're feeling like you've got too much to do you're feeling you're not coping i think that's when it becomes damaging and people need or not just people we all need um some strategies to deal with the stress what do you think Lucia? I would agree with you. I sort of disagree with this manageable level of of stress and perhaps it's just the label because to me stress has a negative connotation regardless of it being just a tiny amount or you know so much that it gets you into this overwhelming place. I totally agree with that sense of urgency and perhaps the challenge of you know tackling an item and getting things done and I do agree that you need to have that sort of, of sense to get you off your feet because otherwise you would just be sitting on a sofa and, and you know watching life passing by but you know I, I guess that you know as, as every mortal we all have suffered from this stress in one shape or form I do agree stress can be very damaging if you let it grow and take over and take control over the situation if we think about it like you said Fleur it depends on how you define it you know for me has always been the inner critic so it's always been that voice that is the thing that actually is perpetuating stress if that makes sense so when you feel like you are not meeting your deadlines or when you can't focus on something it can manifest itself by this voice which makes everything fearful and everything dangerous and that is actually what a lot of people that suffer from um, stress describe it as because it's these things that make it so scary that you just stop doing and when you're instead of overwhelm what do you do 
it gets worse because you just stop doing things because you can't see the wood through the trees and the fog is there and it builds up and you feel completely overburdened. So I think it's just worthwhile for, for listeners knowing that you can recognize stress or be aware of it in two ways. In one way, you can be aware of it because you're saying it and you're feeling it and it's, a, it's the emotional side. And then in other ways, it's your body. So your body starts to show the symptoms before you even recognize the emotions and that can be manifested in ways such as muscle tension it could be blurred vision it could be not getting to sleep it could go on to worse things like sexual problems such as losing interest in sex things like just losing the enjoyment of life and really not knowing how to enjoy yourself anymore and then you start to feel like you've just lost your sense of humor or you've lost your way so if you can recognize it either way is great but i think it's worthwhile saying that because certainly some people don't even realize they're being irritable but it could be stress related what do you think about that Fleur? yeah i totally agree i think definitely about your critical mind if you're being harsh with yourself all the time that internal negativity will cause stress and I think if you can encourage yourself with thoughts that motivate you and achieve you much better voice to have in your head but I think dealing with stress on a day-to-day basis I mean some people do have really stressful jobs or you know thrive under that kind of challenging environment but we can do things to balance that out I think we've talked about that before I like to call it SENS S for sleep, E for exercise, N for nutrition, and S for silence. I think if you put those four things into your day and you consider them consciously, then you can manage your stress better because there's definite nutrition and advice that tells you that certain things are better to eat and help you manage stress. We all need a certain amount of sleep. Having silence in your day helps you reset. I think implementing these things can make it much more manageable for people that do want to have an ambitious life. What do you think, Lucia? I'd like to to add one more letter to that list, which is R for respect. Because to me, that is a lot to do with stress. It all starts with your boundaries and it all starts to you respecting yourself, your time and your space, but also respecting others. Because a lot of stress, at least, you know, from what I have experienced myself and then close people to me, has a lot to do to trying to be, again, that people pleaser, trying to get things done for others, but not for you. And that sets you into that overwhelming place that we were talking before, because when you start doing things for others all the time, but you don't look at what's happening with yourself, that's when it's when that's when it kicks in that's when you realize that you're not getting things done that you're not happy with you know who you are what you do and the way you're doing it so that is something that i would really encourage people to look at before they get into this body manifestations of the stress kicking in is perhaps give yourself a bit of, of time when you see that something is bothering you a situation is starting to be more than you can handle physically step out of that situation is because mentally sometimes it's more difficult but 
step outside of that situation, maybe walk out of the room, the office, the place that you're in, the environment that is causing you to trigger these stressful levels racing. Because sometimes that just, that mini break can, you know, can make or break it. Yeah, I think you're really right about just taking yourself out of that environment because you get a change of perspective, don't you? Especially when you rest or take yourself out completely. And I what think you, you think? mentioned, well, you just mentioned triggers. So that, that was a key one for me, um, just in terms of I would definitely say I suffered from stress over the years. I learned ways of managing it and dealing with it some through DIY, reading, um, and actually seeking help. And I feel that one of the major things for me, which I didn't see at the time because I couldn't see it at the time because I felt so overwhelmed, was big events. So like whether it be conferences or meetings, on the build up to that, I would be manifesting everything in my body. So that's where headaches were triggered, then migraines were triggered. And I never saw the link between the two. I just thought it was, you know, one of those things. And actually it wasn't, it was due to the fact that be quite fearful that maybe you're out of your depth or maybe everything was going to go wrong. And again, listening to the inner critic, telling you of all the terrible things that could happen. And that put me into a bit of a spiral. And, you know, those were difficult times, but the most useful thing that I suppose was not just being aware of what was happening, it was actually starting to look at the triggers and starting to analyze where things like that had happened to me in the past so that I could change my future. And so how did you recognize this? So how did you recognize those triggers and what kind of steps did you put in place to avoid getting there again? So I suppose if we just even look at headaches, there was a time where I was getting them quite regularly, but then they were getting worse and they turned into migraines and I had to go and see a specialist for it because obviously he thought there was something really wrong. But actually he asked me, have you had any like stressful situations? Have there been any big events? And then when I looked at it, I thought, oh gosh, yeah, they are. So actually I went back and plotted in kind of the timeline of where these things fell. And it was always around a big conference, a big meeting, a big get together. You know, there would always be some sort of big event. And actually, once you can pinpoint that, you can start to look at how to, you know, that trigger is not used as almost something that you can, you can pull. So for instance, I knew before big meetings, I would get a lot of sleep, not stay up late trying to get things done for it. I would not drink caffeine before that big meeting because actually that just didn't help me. That just made me feel more anxious. <laughs> I would maybe I might take some paracetamol beforehand so it didn't go into a full blown headache. And I think just being aware that actually I was doing this to myself, just that post comes back to your respect, Lucia, of knowing that that just wasn't acceptable and I wasn't going to do that to myself anymore. I think from what you're saying as well, it's about connection and talking to others and being sometimes being vulnerable and honest with the people you trust around you so they can support you in the situations when you are feeling stressed. Because let's face it, this is something that everybody deals with. No one is, goes through their life completely stress-free. And when you are vulnerable with other people and you tell them how you're feeling, they will feel there's times when they can come to you when they're feeling exactly the same you you make those stronger connections. If I'd known then at the time, 
that might have been great but at that point I don't think I was aware and then even when I was aware I'm going to be really honest I still found it very difficult to talk to anyone about because a I felt like maybe people wouldn't understand and b there's a stigma attached to it you know like where you're where you might be trying to high achieve you just push through it you just keep going you keep going and you don't want to let anyone kind of know that you're a bit troubled mm -hmm. but then unfortunately it gets to the point where it's too much and your body tells you I'm not doing this anymore mm -hmm. and I believe people are listening this is where we're trying to say get some help or advice beforehand don't let it go that far be aware of the triggers, you know, start to look at your, like you say, exercise, nutrition, sleep patterns, because these things will support you through these times. I think there's a certain element of demystifying stress because you're right, everybody has had it, but I think because everybody has had it and you hear it so commonly, people mm. use stress just as a word. And I would like to make a difference there because we do use it quite a lot, but actually... It is not real stress, it is a challenge. Put some other name, but when real stress kicks in, you would recognize it. And it's nothing to be afraid of, it's nothing to be scared of. It's just know that people will understand when you're in that situation and do not be afraid to open up and talk to other people because whomever has had real stress will have your back 100%. And I think we experience stress when we feel that situations are out of our control. And I think we've got to realize that some things are out of our control. You know, we can't, you know, completely control how an audience are going to react. We can't completely con control, um, we can't control what the uh, traffic's going to be like on the way to somewhere. We can't control the weather. We can't control other people's reactions and how they feel about us. So some things we've just got to let go what we can control, like in the situation of work, you know, having to do events and stuff, is making sure we put the preparation in. That's the things we can control. So it's kind of letting go of all those other things that we can't control. So I think most of that stress comes from trying to control too much. Okay, well, thank you so much, ladies. That was a really enlightening session. And I think there's some key ways that you can beat stress and manage it appropriately if you are feeling the overwhelm. And just know that there is no medical definition, so what stress means to you or me can be totally different. What matters is being able to recognise whether you're feeling it emotionally or physically and starting to look at ways. So firstly, just be aware of your feelings towards it and how you may be reacting to situations and see if there's anything you can do to help yourself surrounding that if you feel like you're one of those people that are being dictated to by your inner critic and that horrible voice that is making everything feel fearful and scary and dangerous then let it go start dealing with it because that in itself is going to help you control the way that you feel and think about stress and knowing that you are actually in control it does not control you also look at whether you're thriving or you're feeling like you're constantly being challenged either way you need to balance out your stress thing like sense which is sleep exercise nutrition and silence all of these things are proven to help reduce your stress another letter is R for respect. Respect your time, respect your space, and respect your boundaries. Get things done for you and not for others. 
Now, this is going to help reduce your overwhelm and help you reduce losing sight of who you are. And a loss of identity in itself can cause stress. So recognize this and respect it. Also, if you can see a situation is starting to become stressful, get out of it literally, physically. So if it's in an office environment, our home environment, step outside of it and you'll be able to change your perspective on it. You'll be able to get some rest away from it, make better judgments on it. Identifying your triggers. This is absolutely key. Review them from past and present so you can start to change the outcome of your future. If you can see something is triggering you, then start to plan ahead. Start to look how you can reduce those triggers. Look at how you can support yourself through it and look at how other people may be able to help support you too. Just be aware that you are in control and you have got this. Lastly, get help. If you feel like you are overwhelmed, you feel like you are bordering into new territory with this stress or the impact of stress, then start to talk to people around you, people that you can trust, like friends and family, work colleagues. And if you feel that you still can't, then don't let it spiral and start to talk to people that can help. So you could speak to your family, doctor a gp then you can look at the following charities which are the samaritans mind rethink mental illness anxiety uk and calm we hope that you found this session useful and we really look forward to speaking to you next week have a good one